When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Yes, good morning. Welcome to Race Car. Thanks to Ladbrokes. This is race card on this Saturday, the 24th of February. Gareth Hall with you. What a day of racing right across the world. Today and tonight. In fact, it's a big weekend. We've got Caulfield, three group ones. The Futurity with uh, the superstar, Mr. Brightside, a very short price favourite to make it back-to-back group ones over the 1,400 metres. This preparation in Melbourne. He won the Oar, of course, last start to kick off his preparation a few weeks ago, and he's at $1.45 with Ladbrokes to win today's Futurity Stakes. The Blue Diamond's one of the better additions that we've seen in recent times. Terrific race. So much to unpack there. Some exciting juveniles going around in Victoria's number one two-year-old race. And then we've got the Oakley Plate each and every year because it is a handicap over the 1,100 metres. It is always fascinating. And uh, this year, it is going to be an entertaining race with that big field around the 1,100 metres there at Caulfield this afternoon. It's a terrific support program. We've got horses like Gold Trip, who resumes this campaign in the Peter Young Stakes in Sydney. The Silver Slipper will get to know the picture a little bit better once again after the Silver Slipper. That's for the Golden Slipper, of course, with some nice two-year-olds stepping out there at Rose Hill. And also we've got that feature three-year-old event, the Hobartville, which is an intriguing affair as well. Feature racing everywhere you look in Adelaide. We have the lead-up race to the Adelaide Cup, the Lord Reams, the Cinderella for the two-year-olds and the City of Marion Plate as well. The Detonator Stakes, the highlight, highlight across there in Western Australia at Ascot. Heady enough program there at Doombin as well this afternoon. We've got Harness Racing at Menangle. Um, the Robin Dundee, the feature there for the four-year-olds as they try and qualify for next week's Chariots of Fire. Australasia's premier four-year-old event to be run at Menangle next Saturday night. And we've also got some great racing at Melton, especially with the Trotters. Two of the best trotters that we've seen in this part of the world for quite some time. Just believe and call me the breeze. They're at it again in the Australian Grand Prix. And uh, just believe our champion would be looking to turn the tables and get some revenge back on call me the breeze, who just got the better of him in uh, the Great Southern Star a few weeks ago. And Saturday night at the Meadows, it doesn't get much better than this. It's the Australian Cup final, Group 1 level. Can't wait for that. Some of the best sprinters in the land doing battle. And we've also got the Fanner Bale. And it's a terrific race for the stays. Not just locally, international. We've got uh, the world's richest race. I'm in Saudi at the moment. The Saudi Cup worth $20 million. It's a battle between the Americans and also the Japanese. Looking forward to that. And then on Sunday, Tom Wood will join us a little later on in race card. Can't wait for this um, on Sunday afternoon. They've got their Group 1. And Romantic Warrior goes around from an outside gate with our man, J-Mac, 
to take the ride. So plenty happening. 0499 736 736 to join our conversation on race card here on SEN Track. Of course, race card brought to you by Ladbrokes. Launching your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll head out to Caulfield in just a moment to catch up with Adam Hamilton. But I'm here at Saudi, of course, um, to experience something a little bit different. And the Saudi Cup, it's going to be a great race. Not used to dirt racing, but just being caught up in the, the excitement here in Saudi Arabia with some of the best dirt horses to do battle. It's one of the better fields that you've seen there in the Saudi Cup. We've got Dubai World Cup winners, Breed Cup Classic winners, superstars from Japan doing battle here, um, Preakness winners. Um, you've also got Pegasus winners as well. So it's just a terrific race. Um, I might chat about that a little later on as we mark our race card. I think National Treasure, who recently just won a Pegasus, um, the Pegasus race, the Pegasus race there in America, looks tough to beat. But Damien Oliver was riding for the last time. Well, he came out of retirement to represent Australia in the Invitational International Series here in Saudi Arabia. And he started slowly. He finished down the track in the dirt races in his first two races. And then he finished third and fourth to finish just outside of the placings. And it was only at his best. He rode those two last horses anyway. An absolute treat. He's working for Entain these days, Damien Oliver. And they've put together some terrific social media content, which you can watch on Ladbrokes TV on YouTube and also on their social media platforms. But I caught up with Damien Oliver straight after his final ride in Saudi Arabia last night. We're joined by the champ, Damien Oliver. Ollie, your final ride, mate. I thought you were going to do a Munimek there in the concluding stages, weaving your way through, but how about that experience? Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, you know, some top riders here. The facilities, the track, both the dirt and the grass, great tracks to ride on, and, um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. Yeah, you had to ride on dirt in the first couple of races. What was that like? It's actually rode all right, and the kickback wasn't too bad. Um, really had a real nice cushion to it. Um, a little bit harder work for the riders because you're pushing a little bit further out, but, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, did it feel like that you hadn't been riding for a little while? How did you feel about getting back into the group? Felt the first one a little bit, as you always do, but the fact that I was able to ride a little bit heavier today certainly helped. I didn't have to lose too much weight. So um, after I had that one under my belt, I was fine, and, um, yeah, my fitness was probably better than I expected. Yeah, so a third and a fourth, you were flashing down the outside in the third leg and um, you weren't far away in the end. Yeah, I thought it was a chance in that third one when I, when I popped out. Couldn't quite pick up the leader and he sort of peaked on his run, but he had his chance and um, yeah, we just couldn't quite get there. What have you made of Saudi Arabia? Yeah, it's been an eye-opener. It's, um, it's a real developing country, you know. Um, we went into the city last night and it was, you know, it was pretty full on, but then on the outskirts there's not much around, you know, so you can see um, you know, it's, there's a lot of developing to come and it's only going to get bigger and stronger. Hopefully the riders aren't as mad as the drivers. <laughs> yeah, there are moments <laughs> out there, but um, yeah, it's an experience in the car too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was National Day in Saudi Arabia yesterday and you get young kids hanging out outside of the cars and, and all that. Do you, do you see that, um, Ollie? Uh, yeah, well, we picked a probably not the best night to go out in the yeah, town. Yeah. We went to a place called, um, oh, what was it called? Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a cross between Las Vegas yes. and the Royal Show, you know, so it was, uh, it was a bit of an eye-opener, but the traffic was quite horrendous getting in there, and, um, but it was, I was glad I got out in town and, and, and saw a little bit. Now, how are you feeling, mate, because we, we saw your way in um, for the final time, I guess, now, but, um, um, yeah, how, what's the emotions like? 
I actually got offered a job on my um, Did you? third last ride, so who knows? But um, no, I'd be offered to come back here and yeah. be yeah, yeah. But uh, no, a little. I wonder what Trish would say. Yeah, I'm not sure she'd be quite <laughs> up for it. Yeah, but um, look, a touch of nostalgia. Um, you know, happy and sad, but um, so great that I uh, grateful I got the opportunity to come over and thoroughly enjoy the experience. It was certainly worthwhile, and um, you know, um, who knows, might not be the last time I come back this way. Yeah, well, looks like you've been pretty popular here. Have you been blown away with? Um, yeah, the, the the reception that you've got. Yeah, not only me, the hospitality's been great. They've looked after us really well, and all the jockeys, um, jockeys from all over the world, and some some fine young riders coming through as well too. So it's been it's been fantastic. Well, you're the legend of the game. You're the greatest of all time, Ollie. We appreciate your time here on SEM, mate, and uh, congratulations on a wonderful career. It might not be over yet. Obviously, you're getting offers left, right, and centre, and they have got a bit of money over. Here. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was great to catch up with Ollie and. Just watching him closely, he's nice and relaxed these days, Damien Oliver, but he represents our country so well. He's on the front page of all of the promotional um, promotional work from Saudi um, and the Saudi Race Club for tonight's or last night's racing there alongside Ryan Moore. So he was one of the stars of the show. He was terrific with the media. Um, they loved him. Um, being here, and as he said in that interview, he's even been offered a few opportunities to come back here and and ride um, for a few of the bigger stables. As Adam Hamilton joins me, I know he's been working closer with Ollie. You might lose him again. I, th- I think these offers were pretty good, Adam. As I say, good morning to you. G'day, Gareth. Um, oh, I love it. I love the Juno in you. I love the the working the angles. Um, look, you know, we we'd be we'd be super happy. I mean, no, obviously stating, you know, stating what's clear in that, you know, we'll. We'll get around whatever Ollie wants to do. Like if he's, you know, if he genuinely thinks there might be some occasional one-off opportunities to um, to jump back in the saddle. I mean, he's obviously had a tremendous experience, as have you, um, over there for this um, this Saudi racing carnival. And you know, if there's an opportunity for him to go back and do it there or do it somewhere else, you know, as a as a sort of yeah, more of a novelty thing, I guess, than anything else. Then you know, all all of us at Ladbrokes who love working with him, we're a hundred percent behind it, Gareth. I'd I'd like to see it, but um, he's probably got a bit of thinking to do on that uh, on that flight back home in the, in the glorious business class he looks to travel in. And looking at the prize money, he was racing for what two hundred thousand US today. He had those four races there, and. Um, the prize money's pretty healthy here in Saudi. Of course, they got the world's richest race worth 20 million American. Um, and it got me thinking because I, I had a chat to Damien Oliver, which was interesting about the dirt surface. And he, he's not used to riding on, on dirt tracks, but he said this dirt track was a little bit different compared to, say, the States and Japan. And when you got races like the Dubai World Cup and you got races like the Saudi um, World Cup worth $20 million, and we've got these all-weather tracks. It just makes me think maybe we should put a dirt track in in Australia. I know that you've got to breed those horses um, a little bit differently, but with so much prize money on the international scene with dirt racing, um, it got me thinking on why we don't do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Um, you know, I mean, there seems to be a, you know, in this part of the world and, you know, and maybe in the UK and places like that, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a stigma around dirt racing, isn't there? A little bit, but um, mm. but you know, and it and it is a specialised type of racing. Um, you know, we know certain horses like 
faster ground on turf and slower ground and whatever it might be, but it's a whole different world, the horses who who relish racing on the dirt. It's, um, you know, I mean, you know you know yourself, you're a runner. It's vastly different going down and running on the beach yeah. than it is running around the tan, isn't it, you know? So, no, I um, totally agree. I, I'd last 100 metres on the beach. You'd probably last 10 kilometres. So um, so that's that's what it's like for a horse, I guess. But, um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a good discussion point. Um, the other thing I'd say about Ollie, and, you know, I'm being a little selfish on this front, um, his transition into uh, into the media has been... Well, it's it's to be honest, it's been it's surprised me how effortly effortlessly he's done it, Gareth. He's he's always been a you know, he's always been quite a reserved private person and and I've always felt and this is my honest take that, that he's done the media because it's been an obligation, because he knows that he needs to you know, it's it's part of being the greatest jockey of all time, or any jockey for that matter, that you're obliged to to speak and promote the sport. But the transition to him loving doing it and those pieces to camera that he's done from over there, and you'll see some of the other stuff that I've seen that will be going public in, in the next few months, his work on the bossy's bucket list and and the way he presents in a documentary that we've that we're building at Ladbrokes on his last three months in the saddle, and that that's still a few months away because that'll that'll be something to behold with that fairy tale ending and all the build up to it. But it, you, you you're seeing a totally different side and a different person in Damien Oliver and and a, and a different skill set, Gareth. Yeah, no, he's been terrific, and um, and he's and he's taken it like a duck to water, which has surprised me a little bit, as you pointed out. He, he probably, he did media because he had to do media throughout his illustrious career, but um, he understands he can make a career out of it, and uh, I think he's starting to enjoy it a little bit. And We were, we had Will Bourne, who's the bloodstock manager for Kieran Maher, and he was with me, and he was doing the, my um, videoing today, Will Bourne. And anyway, we're about to interview Ollie after the after his la- so, last so, ride. So hang, on, hang on a second. Like, Will Bourne's a, a global thoroughbred sensation, and you had yeah. him as your cameraman? Yeah, he's oh, been oh, flown over oh, by the Prince, the royal family here in Saudi Arabia anyway. So he's my cameraman, Will Bourne. And Ollie's about to, we're about to um, film this interview, and he goes, hang on a sec, Gareth. The, the background's terrible, mate. We should move over here. I said, geez, he's got it, Ollie. He's even, he's even um, painting the picture of what he, what he wants this interview to be. Um, so, no, he's... He's terrific, and as I said before, um, he's been a wonderful ambassador for Australian racing because he, he transcends this sport of ours in Australia internationally because people know who Damien Oliver is because of the success mainly in the Melbourne Cup. Sport, Garrett, too. Yeah, but he, trans- yeah, he transcends no racing and sport. Yep. He's mainstream. He's a mainstream celebrity in Australia, and. Yep. You know, we've we've often talked about that. You know, I mean, it, I think if you go back, if you go back to when I first got into racing, people like Shane Dye and Mick Dipman and you know Ronnie Quinton and and those sort of people at the absolute height of their powers, and even before that, you know, the Roy Higginses and George Moores, they were they were Australian celebrities. You know, absolutely Australian celebrities in 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 any field in the mainstream, and racing 
doesn't have many of those anymore. Um, and and Ollie Ollie is one of them. He's he is, you know, like he can pretty much walk into anywhere for a variety of reasons, even a totally non-sporting crowd, and they'll know who Damien Oliver is. And that's rare and that's special. Yeah. And what else that I learned this 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 week was just the power of racing in Japan. Um, I'm about to post something on my social media. They had, um, well, they've got a big representation here um, over the weekend, including um, a host of runners in the Saudi Cup. And they've dominated turf racing internationally for some time, but now they're starting to win on the dirt, which is scary for, for the Americans especially. They won the Dubai World Cup last year. They also won, of course, the... Um, Saudi World Cup last year as well. So now they're starting to win our big races. And they had a young international, or they had a young jockey competing in the international series. And then after the, the particular series, I was just doing my interview with Damien Oliver. Um, there would have been 35 media. Like it was a massive press conference. It was like... Japanese um, media. Yeah, Japanese media. It was like, I don't know, it was like, um, AFL Grand Final Week, and one of the AFL coaches are giving a media conference. It was unbelievable. Wow, yeah, yeah. and 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 we got a taste of that. It's 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 so long ago now, obviously, and we've had a lot of Japanese horses come since. But that Melbourne Cup Quinella and the build up that went with Pop Rock and Delta Blues that year, and and the the well the posse of media who followed um, the jockeys and the connections down that trip was a the first real eye-opener to me. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're just a global juggernaut, aren't they, um, Japanese racing? You're right. And probably probably a domain that, um, you know, that some of the jurisdictions thought they had to themselves, the dirt racing. But there's, there's a lot of dirt racing yeah. in Japan. And, obviously, you know, they're now finding the right horses out of that dirt racing to send around the world and win major races. Yeah, Rosselli Saki's his name, and he rides, of course, um, Forever Young, and it's the strong favourite in the Saudi um, derby for Yoshida, who trained least Grasseur. So, um, yeah, um, they're they're a powerful nation. It was just amazing to see how many are, are here just in, in Saudi following um, their horses um, for tomorrow so night. So what else Adam, have you learned, learned from the trip? Yeah. You know, you're armed and art about about going over there you're really glad you did like has it been a rewarding trip for you it has a, there's so there's so many of the the world powers in international racing that converge in saudi arabia over this week a lot of media from england and america that have had a good chat to them just to get their thoughts on how world racing's going at the moment so many terrific international Your trainers old mate, ollie bell yeah ollie bell's here ran into sir alex ferguson he's got a horse that he's bred that's competing tomorrow um of course he has um, Cristiano Ronaldo's just around the corner, and oh, Saudi surprised me. Yeah, he's, Saudi, he, he's at the races tomorrow. Oh, no, not yet. It surprised me actually. I, um, <laughs> the Saudi people have been so great, and they've changed the way that they go about their their world these days. And um, talking to people, this country's in the last five or six years, it, it's developed so much. Um, and they're becoming who, who would you rather more... have a beer with? I, I can't let that go. Who, so who would you rather have a beer with? Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson or or, or Ronaldo? No, if probably Sir Alex Ferguson. I know Ferguson. you'll probably have a beer with both of them. I, no, I know Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. 
Right. It's Alex Ferguson. Um, he's 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 got a lot more in common than me um, with me with yeah. his horses, etc. Ryan Ryan Moore's here as well. Mate. Yeah, no, I'm trying to get speaking? an interview with Ryan Moore's. No, it's <laughs> difficult. I want to know if he's riding Storm Boy or um, Switzerland in the Golden Slipper. So. Um, yeah, we'll Ollie's see good, how... mate, Julian. Can't you get Ollie to, to give you a leg up there? Well, that's well. I reckon that would be great content for our, our Antain team to get Ollie to interview Ryan Moore tomorrow and just get his perspective on what he's thinking heading towards the Golden Slipper. Because I've got well, no doubt... Mac... Ask him to do it for me. Tell, tell yeah, him well... the boss wants an interview with Ryan Moore. There you go. Yeah, J-Mac says, I'll give you a $1,000 if you can get an interview with Ryan Moore. So he knows I'm not getting a, an interview Ollie with Ollie can. Moore. We can't. You can't. I can't. But yeah, I'm Ollie can. Ollie can. Yeah, yeah, so I reckon it would be great just, content because he's got that decision to make, Ryan. I wonder if he gets the decision. I think it's intriguing in itself regarding Storm Boy and Switzerland because they'll they'll both start um, they'll start one and two with the market there favorites, for the Golden yeah. Slipper. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about today? Great day at Caulfield, mate. And also looking forward yep. to some of the trotting action tonight. We'll start with Caulfield. Do you like anything in the big races? Um. Yeah, look, I mean, the vibe's really good about Coleman as the race gets closer, isn't it? You know, I yeah. think Seeing's believing, and it's a good race. I mean, High Octone was a horror watch last start, basically didn't take place. I, I thought it'd be the main danger, but really can't tip against Coleman. He just looks a, you know, this is a hell of a two-year-old crop, isn't it? But, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of nice ones in action here, but obviously the bar's you know, a little bit higher in, in Sydney on what we've seen so far, but... Terrific race. You've got to admire Anisa as well, who looks as though, um, you know, the further they go is going to suit Anisa. But, yeah, I'm with Coleman ahead of high octane there. But it is a, you know, it's a really, really good, um, yeah, it's a good blue diamond. There's no doubt about that. And it's great to see and be interesting where, where they go from there. I'm also watching a couple of these races. Um, now that I'm half an adopted Kiwi, there's a couple of nice races coming up at, mm-hmm. Matter Matter today. They've got a big um, big meeting that's underway there at the moment. They've got the the slipper coming up. The wraps on move to strike a monstrous only twenty five minutes away, Gareth. So look, it's a dollar eighty. But if you're someone who likes to play multis, the the wraps on this are yeah. absolutely off the charts. So it's one to watch today. So yeah, we had Mitch Mitch Davis join us a little early today from New Zealand. Thanks to Love Racing NZ, he declared it said it just be will just be winning. Um, and I hope Boston had a, would have had the opportunity, I would imagine, to ride Skew Whiff and Campionessa. Um, both good chances, I yep. think, in some of the, the feature races at Caulfield today, but he's staying home to, to ride in New Zealand. And what about Leap to Fame last night in that Newcastle Mile? He, he led and won easily, and it was the perfect lead up towards a Miracle Mile. I've, I literally just got off the phone. I knew you want an update on him. So Grant Dixon, he's changed plans or he's gone back to his original plan he, he's only uh, he's halfway back from Newcastle to back to Tambourine outside of Brisbane so he is taking the horse back with the 15 days between races he loves the 15 days between races little more than track work um, Grant's a straight shooter he said look for me the most important thing was he felt really strong through the line and it was little more than track work for him wasn't it once he found the front so look we know that He's at his best in staying races. So the Miracle Mile is always going to be the hardest race for him to win in the big league. But he's still a horse to beat, isn't he? Um, I think it's these four-year-olds that are um, 
that are piquing my interest and probably the ones that Grant Dixon is watching the most. I'll speak of two of them in action tonight in uh, Don't Stop Dreaming and Merlin, um, two outstanding young Kiwis. And then, and then of course, you've got Frankie Ferocious. Um, I mean, you're pretty close with Jason Grimson. Um, I, I haven't asked him this question directly, but the bongo drums are beating that he thinks Franco, uh, Frankie Ferocious could be at least as good, maybe even better than Swayze. Have you heard that? No, not yet. He's always been adamant to me that Swayze's the best horse in his stable, but I know that he thinks that Frankie's very quick, and he surprised him how well he went there the other day. But um, I think it's a big challenge for these four-year-olds. They haven't got that advantage with the two weeks that they had, say, in previous years. So they'll have to go for the, the quick backup. Week to and, week. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You it's, it's, it's a, yeah. uh, it's a I, I, I just, just to close that out about the four-year-olds, that's a really, really good point you raise. And if you double that back on what Grant Dixon said, he thinks it's a huge advantage that he's got the 15-day 15, 15 gap yeah. now between runs. You know, he said these horses next Saturday are going to go 148, and then yeah. a week later they might have to go 146 or 147. He said that's really hard to do twice yeah. in, you know, twice in seven days. So, um, but, but then again, the record of the Chariots horses is phenomenal. You know, the last eight Chariots winners have either won or been placed in the Miracle Mile. So it, yeah. it's it's a huge form pointer, Gareth. So Ripper meeting at uh, Menangle tonight, obviously don't stop dreaming. Merlin in action as well. Um, so they're sort of the highlights there. Then at Melton, you've got this clash between two of the world's best trotters. Let's be honest, in Call Me Debris yeah. and, uh, and Just Believe. They're one all and round three tonight. Fascinating with Just Believe drawn one and Call Me Debris will surely have a dip at getting across him from that middle draw. Yeah, we're both, we call me the breeze, Darren Carroll and I. So it'd be one and run and one, I think, at the start of that race with the gate speed of both horses. And we have run out of time. It's only bloody um, 11.30. So we could talk all day. Um, just quickly, have you got an update on Catch a Wave? Darren Carroll pointed out he pulled up a bit sore there after the Geelong Rocket, the superstar, the superstar pacer. Yeah, so I've had a lot of, questions about him look I can't give you a definitive um, uh, update on him because he's off he's heading to the vets uh, today um, to get all the you know the full check over most likely x-rays and scans the initial fear was um, a, a break or a fracture um, he was to quote Andy Gath four out of five blame straight after the race which is really worrying he does seem better this morning but that can be a bit deceptive sometimes. So, look, fingers crossed for what will be a mini miracle if it's not something serious, Gareth. But as soon as I do know, I'll uh, put it up on the socials and uh, and let everyone know. But it, it it's got to be said, it doesn't seem good with a miracle no. mile champ. There's no chance he'll be at, he'll be at Menangle next week. Put it that way. Oh, that's sad news. We wish him the best of luck and the connections there. Thanks, Adam. Good on you, Gareth. Enjoy the rest of the trip. Remember the job, Ollie. Ryan Moore, you've got one yep. job left on this trip. Yeah, we'll see if we can get the great man. Thanks for that, Adam. Adam, Adam Hamilton there from Ladbrokes. Uh, we'll need to take a quick break here on Race Card. On the other side of it, Nicholas Quinn will be marking our race card. They're playing basketball. We love their basketball. They're playing basketball. We love their basketball. 
back to race car thanks to Ladbrokes launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take off the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it, what's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's head live to Caulfield. Nicholas Quinn joins us. Quinny, what's Caulfield like today? I've got a heap of mates and friends heading to Caulfield today. Looks like it's going to be one hell of a an afternoon there at the Heath. Free entry and superstar basketballers everywhere you look, they tell me. Horace Grant, Scotty Pippen, two of the members out of the, the greatest basketball site of all time, the Chicago Bulls of the 90s, and our great, our great mate, David Taggart. He'll be shooting for glory. If he nails a th- uh, free throw, then he'll um, earn $500 for the Jockeys Foundation or the Jockeys Trust, which is great. Um, so... What's it like at Caulfield as I say hello to you? G'day, Gareth. It's absolutely sensational. The atmosphere really building here at Caulfield. And I'm very grateful you didn't add Cameron Luke's name to that list of superstars you rattled off because we had to listen to him wax lyrical about the time he drained a three-pointer in an exhibition game, got the MVP and gave some lip to Corey Homicide Williams. Unfortunately, I've seen the footage and it did happen. So that's, that's a bit okay. of a setback. But... They've done such a great job, the Melbourne Racing Club, in promoting today. Not just a really good crowd at this early stage, but the thing that stands out to me is so many families, so many youngsters wanting to get along and get a glimpse at these two elite athletes that you did mention. So it's going to be absolutely superb, and hopefully we can find a winner or two throughout the course of the day. Let's mark our race card. What are your specials there at Caulfield this afternoon, Nicholas? You were in Look, fine like- form last week. We, we went okay last week, and hopefully we can continue that today. I think there's a couple of good win bets on the program, but I don't mind a couple at longer odds, especially if we're playing each way. So hopefully we can mix a little bit of everything there today at the heat. I do anticipate that Brave Mead can get us up and running. Race four, number one. That's one of the better win bets on the program. A good anchor for the multi-bet is race seven, number one, Mr. Brightside. For mine, the Blue Diamond Coleman deserves favouritism, but I've got two long shots I think will run really well. Numbers one and two. The one, Ruta Royale, currently a $51 chance with Ladbrokes, and the two, Spywire, at $26. I think both those runners will give some cheek and are worth respecting. Each way, I'm going to have something on two gallopers in the feature, the, uh, feature sprint, the Oakley Plate. They are the Fort Sharippa, currently a $9 chance. And at longer odds, number three, Skewip, 26 into 23 today on race day, and I think will run well. And in the last, I'm with the equal favourite, Eternal Flame, race 10, number 10. So that's the way I'm going to play. A terrific day here at Caulfield. All right, then. Um, Blue Diamond Stakes, how do you think it'll unfold? Well... I understand Coleman being favourite. I think this horse has just ticked every box today. I mean, Ben Mellon was just glowing in his praise of this galloper to you throughout the course of the week. And I think a lot of people have taken that on board because Ben's normally a little bit measured and reserved, but they were just so confident this horse would get the job done. And really, I mean, you couldn't have them be any more confident than what we saw from the camp, which is obviously a big, big positive. But... I think 320 is probably too short, Gareth, if I'm being honest. I think it's a pretty good field. I think there's probably half a dozen genuine winning chances. So I think Coleman should get out. But having said that, Gareth, I thought that yesterday when he was $3.80, I thought that was rock bottom odds. And since that point in time, yes, there's been a scratching and a deduction taking 10 cents in the dollar with bodyguard coming out. But I don't know. He's, he's all the way down to 320. Surely he can't get any shorter. And if you do want to back the favourite, if you just be a bit patient, you'll get better than that. What do you think? 
No, I think he's like a, I can't I can't work out why Anise is such a big price against Coleman. I thought she was as good as Coleman there the other day. I I didn't listen to Moods on Mooney on the mic and the Ladbrokes social media platforms and um, if your local podcast subscriber you can listen to Moody on the mic. I think that camp's pretty bullish. And I know Damien Lane's pretty bullish about her chances as well. And I think she sets up perfectly just off the speed from that gate. And she's got a terrific turn of foot. Um, I would prefer to play her each way than Coleman coming out of the chairman's. Yeah, and you're probably going to get about the same price, the place, as you're going to get Coleman, the favourite, the win. So I'm with you. I thought Anisa was a, was a massive run in defeat last time out. And let's face it, today's their grand final. And Anisa yeah. was the run that you probably, you know, high octane and Anisa, two gallopers that didn't win last start, but you certainly didn't lose any respect, even though they were very, very narrowly defeated on that occasion. So, look, it's going to be a great race. Cannot wait for it. But I just think the favourite is too short. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. The Oakley Plates of Beauty always is handicap conditions, and it's a great handicap race when the handicapper can't quite work out who he's going to give top weight to. So Kalos got the nod there. He's not a Group 1 winner. Um, he's been placed to Group 1 level, and as Fira would have been top weight, but she gets the, the mayor's allowance, and she's she's she deserves to win a Group 1. Like her run in the Moya last spring was mighty behind in Trees. Um, but then you've got a horse down the bottom there, King's Gambit, the three-year-old, who's got an inside gate. We know his ability. He's got Osmosis's form, who, who bolted home in the Coolmore. So, um, and then Benedetta is another one. She's similar to his Flora. She's a top-quality mare. And you would imagine that well, she, she's probably got the ability to, to win a Group 1 uh, before she ends her career. And this is a great opportunity for her as well um, this afternoon. Look, you're spot on. And I think as far as another fascinating galloper, I think it was a pass mark last time out. I probably, I probably thought she might go a little better over the concluding stages. But at the end of the day, I think if we take out the fact she was that short, you'd probably say it was a nice tick-over run for today. I think she has got a chance today. I've probably got a couple ahead of her, but I certainly wouldn't talk someone out of having something on her knees up. I mean, right. as far as, sorry. What about at um, Rose Hill, Silver Slipper, Hobartville? You keen on any of those runners or any um, of the runners in those races? Let's have a look. Give me 10 seconds and I'll, I'll, I'll duck back up to Sydney for my notes there. Uh, we are Rose Hill, the. What race number are we? Sorry, Tom I've got the. Kitten, Tom Kitten, race six or seven, I think. Race. So, race seven is Lady Lagana, who's chasing a fourth straight victory. It's just ticking over nicely. It is one of the gallopers I've got on top. Zugotcha is the second elected $5. The runner I had as the major danger to the favourite is the two, Madame Pomery, currently an $11 chance. So I'll be having something the win on the six, Lady Lagana, and something each way on the two, Madame Pomery. The other races up in Sydney today, race number eight, Tom Kitten heads the way at $3.10. Deserves favouritism. I thought if you were playing the exotics, the other runner that might run a good race is the seven, Celestial Legend. Second up from a spell. I thought hit the line nicely first up. We'll take benefit from that. And at $8.50 is worth respecting. And race number nine, that was one of the more open races on the program. Didn't have a thought there, but I have had something in the last race 10, number 19. Can't remember the last time I backed at number 19, Gareth, but I thought Gently Rolled, who won last time out from the Bryce Hay Stable, could make it back-to-back -back wins. So there's some of the plays I'll be having up at Rose Hill today.
you would have been backing Jason Dunstall in your day. He was one of the best 19 <laughs> that played the game. Hey, um, Quinny, you enjoyed Corfe. It looks like it's a terrific atmosphere already. I can hear it in the background. It, it is, mate. It really is growing. They've done a wonderful job, the club promoting it. And now we just need the racing to stand up, and I'm sure it absolutely will. Hey, I know you'd love this, Quinny. Have you got your pen ready? I have indeed. All right, then. Saudi Arabia tonight. Uh, oh, yes. You can bet on that program there at Ludbrokes. Um, we've got Benetonato in the Derby, about $13 with Ladbrokes. Race four, number four. Forever Young's hard to beat, maybe the Quinella there. Luxembourg for Ryan Moore and Aidan O'Brien will be winning race seven, horse number nine. And I think he can play two horses in race number, race seven, number nine, Luxembourg. And race nine, number one, Carmel Road. He's at $21 with Ladbrokes in the Saudi Cup. He's the local horse that worked the house down Tuesday. And then National Treasure, the Pegasus winner, um, he's about $7 each way. So I think he can play both those horses um, at Saudi tonight. The Saudi Cup should be a beauty. So there you go, Queenie. I know I, that I you love can't it. sleep. No, I'll be, I'll be doing that. Now, I'm going to leave you with two in New Zealand, and one jumps in five minutes, having something. Race four, number one, move to strike. And then yeah. race seven, number three, Alabama last. So... Race four, about to go. Hopefully can get the job done. I think we can back this horse today and follow it going forward. So hopefully you can uh, get a nice nice early morning winner, Gareth. That's a good way to All start right. the day. No, love it. You enjoy your day. And, um, yeah, say hello to everyone at Caulfield for me. And um, back plenty of winners, Quinny. Great to speak. And you get home safely and behave yourself over there, son. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, it's pretty hard not to behave yourself. I'll give you the tip. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. There's Quinny. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Chat with industry racing experts in Ladbrokes communities. Download the app today and you can launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The City Hong Kong Gold Cup's the feature. It's um, the second leg of the Triple Crown. Romantic Warrior will be back in action as well tomorrow night at Sha Tin. He'll have to overcome an awkward draw. The outside barrier in that Group 1 feature and we'll chat to Tom Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club straight after this. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Welcome back to Race Card. Thanks to Ladbrokes on this Saturday morning. The international... Um, Highlights continue over the weekend and they finish up there at Hong Kong with uh, Romantic Warrior looking to do what only a couple of horses have done since the turn of the century and win all of the big three 2,000 metre races in Hong Kong if he can, of course, take out Sunday's Hong Kong Gold Cup over the 2,000 metres. He's got to do it from an awkward barrier draw and Tommy Wood joins us now from the Hong Kong Jockey Club thanks to the HKJC um, .com.au website. Hello to you, Tom. Can he overcome the widest gate, Romantic Warrior, and continue his domination over this particular trip? Yeah, I think he can, Gareth, but it's not going to be easy from that so draw of Barrier 11 in the 11-horse field. It's such a short run after the first turn at Charlton over the, the 2,000 metres. He was a little wide going into the first turn last time out, but that was from a, a better barrier draw. This is the widest barrier draw he's ever faced over the, the 2,000 metres, Sir Romantic uh, Warrior. There is a chance he could get trapped three wide, but he might also get trapped three wide with uh, 
some cover that we know where Jay Mackey can be certainly a, a miracle worker at uh, some stages, and I think he should be able to uh, get at least some cover with him in the run. Whether he can get closer to the rail, that could be a little uh, debatable, and the tempo might be a, a little debatable in the race as well. So uh, I, I think he's, I think he still certainly can win. He's the, the best horse uh, in the race by far, but uh, Barrier Eleven is going to be one of his. Uh, more trickier assignments uh, over the 2,000 metres that he's ever had at Shartun. All right, then, what are you making as your best bets on these, this uh, magical program there tomorrow? Yeah, race five for Gareth number seven, the Call Me Glorious. Now, he's on debut. He looks to have impressed at the trials, and I think he's ready for a, a bold run. He was purchased out of the English, uh, uh, ready to race sale from memory, and they paid, I think, 450, uh, for him, so uh, he's arrived here. I think uh, some good trials. Just has to overcome a little bit of a tricky store barrier ten over the twelve hundred metres. I think it's uh, certainly a quinella at least between him, uh, call me glorious, and also in the same race number six, uh, Geneva, who I thought uh, was a big chance last time out, and pretty much had every chance in the, the run and could only run second. But best race five number seven, call me glorious. Next best is race ten number four. A young champion, this Irish import's only having his second run for uh, John Size. Arrived here with good, some good uh, Irish form. He's charmed well since his uh, first up run uh, behind uh, Illuminous, who was able to uh, win that race. And James McDonald rides him once again. So race 10, number four, a uh, young champion. And race 8, number 10, Midori Burley. I thought maybe not the, the worst uh, a little bit later on on the card as well. Uh, right to Ben Thompson. He's found a little tough since arriving here. Has, uh, ben hasn't even had a yet. A placing yet, but I think up to 1,600 metres should assist the Ricky U train to Gallifer. An Australian prize who arriving, he was one from one over the mile, and they step into that distance tomorrow. So race eight, number 10, Midori Burley on an each-way line. All right, mate, enjoy. Let's hope Romantic Warrior can do it again. And Jay Mack can weave some okay. magic. Thanks for that, Tom. There's Tom Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club. For the latest on Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. That sees me out for a busy first part of the day here on SEN Track. Don't go anywhere. Live from Caulfield for Blue Diamond Stakes Day. Cam Luke, Josh Jenkins and the great David Taggart shooting for glory. And with Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant today, if he gets that free throw, he wins $500 for the Jockey's Trust. So good luck to good luck to our man Tags. Have a wonderful day. Gamble responsibly. I'll catch you again early next week.